0: Welcome back to another episode of Up All Night. I'm your host, Bobby Knight, and we're going to be recapping For the Love of Dilfs, Season 2, Episode 4. I'm so excited to get into this one. It's getting so good. It's getting juicy. And I'm just very excited that you guys have been helping me out with this new podcast by sharing and liking and telling people about it. Please continue to do so. And please follow the pod uh, at um, Up All Night Pod on Instagram and um, on YouTube at Up All Night, Night with a K. It uh, really helps if you like comment share all that stuff um i took some advice from you guys to fix this episode a little bit better make sure the sound is good i got a new mic um so hopefully the sounds a lot better this time i know last time uh it messed up a little bit and there's nothing i could do because i already recorded the whole thing so say lovey but let's get right into this episode of for the love of dill's season two So quick recap from the last episode, Uh, we had New Himbo Hazel come into the house and shake things up. Hazel's picking of the dates started a domino effect, which made people switch up their dates and stuff, which I think is cool because that way some people get to know each other a little bit better. Um, And spoiler alert, there will be spoiler alerts all throughout. I was told I should have said that. I mean, it's a recap. I feel like that's common knowledge. eh. Spoiler alert. I will talk about people who are eliminated and are getting eliminated. So, um, yeah warning so last episode Aaron ended up going home and because Sal picked hazel at the end and Aaron was not very pleased he thought there were some shenanigans afoot and so Sal's now trying to couple up with hazel and will that come back to bite him in the butt we'll find out and I think that everyone's saying you should stay loyal to your to the person that you picked right from the beginning being blindfolded is kind of nuts but I <laughs> Watching it like this, I'm like, that's crazy. But when I was doing it, when it was me, I was like, hell yeah. Like, I, this is the guy I got matched with in the beginning. I'm just going to ride this shit till the end. But then watching it, I'm like, that's dumb. Don't do that. So <laughs> it's just weird to fully have a different perspective on the same exact thing just as an outsider instead of being in it. But uh, <laughs> I'm watching it and I'm like, don't do that. Date other people. But if someone said that on my season and like you saw what happened when Nate picked somebody else on my season, I had a fucking heart attack. We start the episode, and some of the daddies are out hanging in the pool, just chatting, hanging out in that gorgeous weather, and then this comes up.
1: There was one thing that he mentioned as far as the control thing. Like, that's not something that I'm worried about, and something that we kind of had a conversation about. Are you aggressive or possessive? I always say that one of my toxic traits are that I'm very controlling, in a way. And I think that the control thing that he had was with someone he just wasn't attracted to. And again, like, I'm not trying to control his life or control what he does in his life, but again, like, I'm just naturally dominant energy where it's like, it comes to read off as controlling, but... Has that caused problems in your relationships in the past? Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Basically, Edwin's in the pool, and the thing about him being controlling was still on his mind, obviously. And he says that, uh, he goes on further to say that his mom and his dad were that way, and... Uh, His dad would like lay out the clothes and be like, here's what you're wearing. But he's like, if that's not controlling, that's leading. But I mean, potato, potato, right? So I think that this is going to be like a recurring thing that comes up with control and stuff. But the thing about, I think, even with like Edwin, because like, obviously he's very smart. He's got a great job. Some people need to be like being in control makes them feel safe. And that not necessarily means like you have to control other people or it's like, like an overbearing thing like, He probably just wants to be able to control the environment around him, which, yeah, that can be a toxic trait, as he said, and it can make other people feel shitty, but it could also be a way of him making himself feel safe and like he has control over what's going on around him. I surely don't like to give up control. I mean, it depends sometimes, right? (laughs) We go upstairs to the pool table, and uh, a couple of the himbos are playing pool, and Nick's kind of worried because he's saying that he has to tell um, Kane about his, his job. The way he worded it was like that he hadn't told him yet. So I it was kind of weird. I don't know. This scene comes off... It comes off strange. And it's going to go back to the fact that I said before, like I speak Nick. Like I get what he's saying sometimes, but it almost feels like he's saying it in his head. He's like trying to play out what he's going to say in his head and say it in real time. It, it's strange. It's It comes off a little bit like disjointed here l- listen to what happened here
2: so say you tell him about your job at... oh you no know, i told him about my job on the day okay. and he said he doesn't her... bother him oh, but okay. that's
3: that's so know, what's the problem? the problem
2: nick was skating around those questions and it got real juicy to the point i even had to ask him
3: girl are you fake I stop listening to my friends, my own self, and I start listening to what I think is going to make this relationship work. Living in L.A., my walls have been so high due to the fact that I've been screwed over so many times, and now I'm like, okay, maybe I can just let some out and just breathe for just one second. So, can I ask you another question, baby? Okay, I hey, I'm hey. saying, girl, charge you for the <laughs> next one? <Ask
2: part>, <laughs> Do you see yourself with him outside of this?
3: Honestly, he's someone that i feel like i can look up to I've never had someone girl that i didn't felt- say that what
2: i did not say that oh, girl? he looked at me off guard and he was like oh. and i was like yeah oh you said
0: basically he gets all-, all caught up on his words and if um if you're watching it not just listening to the audio if you can see it at one point he's like what i want like <laughs> he literally like stops and like looks up to like think about how he could word it And it just seems, I'm going to be straight up. He got an opportunity to be on TV and he wanted to be on TV. That's exactly how it's coming across. It, It sucks. I'm sure he's great. I would do the same thing. I did do the same thing. I did happen to genuinely connect with somebody and I was single for reals. I don't think that's the case here with him. Unfortunately, I think he's a sweetie. I think he's really fun to look at, but it does seem as if like, okay. And I love Tokyo. And no shade at all. He's gonna kill me if he hears this. When Tokyo got himself eliminated on that red flag, green flag thing, it was kind of like, well, yeah, you didn't actually take in and listen to anything that the other that the person that you were supposed to be with was saying and doing. You knew nothing about that person, and I feel like if that competition were to happen right now with Nick and Kane, I don't think. That Nick would know anything about Kane. I think Kane would know a bunch about Nick, and Kane seems to like champion for him all the time, too. He's like, he's misunderstood. People don't get it. So I think that maybe, sure, they might be physically attracted to each other a little, but it seems a little bit. It seems either like Nick is just there for the show, which awesome, I would do the same thing, or that he's like not looking for a relationship at all, or doesn't want one, or maybe is already in one outside of the show. It just seems. Like he got so like that scene right there. He's so caught up. He's like he's trying to think out the like the proper way to say this without sounding. I don't know. That just that's my opinion, and I'm gonna stick to it I guess until I'm proven wrong. (laughs) And we have all the cast is getting ready for the next competition. It's a spelling bee, which is gotta be one of the funniest things I've seen so far in this season because you'll. (laughs) you'll see. Like I think I'm pretty good at spelling and pretty good at math and some of these words, the few might catch you catch you up, we'll, we'll we'll go over them in a second. But some of them, I guess you know what I think it is. I think it's trying to spell in a spelling bee you can't write anything down and see it cuz I bet that I would like without using my phone or having a pad of paper, I'd probably make like little mistakes here and there on words too, but it's really fun to watch everyone try to do it and spell with their finger on the, uh, like on the board in front of them and they look so cute. They've all got their nerd glasses on. <laughs> I think this is adorable. And, uh, so basically the winning, um, the winning person gets to pick their, uh, daddy or himbo to go on a private one-on-one date. And then the winning team gets to, um, be the winning. Now, listen, I fully thought going into this on the daddy team, There are men that are 60 years old. There are doctors. There are accomplished people. I was like, they're going to wipe the floor with these other boys here. And then part of me was like, what if for some strange reason, the twins are like secret geniuses? (laughs) Imagine if they're just like out of nowhere, crazy smart. So it gets started. And uh, here, I'm just going to play this over for... uh... For anyone watching the listening to the audio version, I'm gonna pl- I'm not gonna play through the whole thing and do every word. I'm just gonna play it here in the background while we talk about it. So let's get going with the first words that were up. And if you are listening to the audio and not watching, I want you to try to spell these words yourself and see if you would have got them right. Because <laughs> I think I would have did all right, but I mean, are you always you're gonna do well until you're there. Because they like you get so nervous up there too when you're like sit when you put on the spot for something like this you get nervous as hell <laughs> and they're also oh also they're wearing name tags here and all their names are like not spelled correctly which is hilarious as well and <laughs> i wonder how how would they would have put for bobby they probably would put Booby on mine right or like bobby b a w b e e that would be funny well They go through, and you only get one chance. If you're out, you're out of the competition. The first word is daiquiri, and Kane is up for that. Kane uh, gets it wrong straight away. He says he doesn't even drink daiquiris, so that's got to be why. Uh, I've drank every form of daiquiri or (laughs) alcoholic beverage in my time, and I I think that I might have got tripped up on that one, too, because D-A-I-Q-U-R. See, it already went away, and I don't know if I got it right. So next up is uh, jewelry, and uh, sometimes the way people say it and the way it's like jewelry, jewelry, but uh, I, forget, I, don't, I can't tell if that's Derek or Daniel. One of the twins, and he gets it right. Um, circumcision is the next one that Jimmy got, <laughs> and well, I don't know if Jimmy's circumcised, but that's the word that he got, and he did spell it wrong. So, I mean, please don't circumcise your kids. <laughs> I promise, they're going to try to restore their foreskin when they get older, because... Leave that alone. Leave the wieners alone. Um, next up is Rico, and I had a feeling that he was going to get this wrong straight away. And he had this—he had this look on his face, like "What?" And the word is equestrian or equestrial, or something like that. And I—I uh, I had a look. That, I was like, "Is that like mean horse stuff?" And it does mean horse stuff, but uh, he did not spell it right at all. And uh, you know, Stormy's a, a horse lady, an equestrian. So she was a little offended by that one. Um, equestrian. They should start like a night like that. Um, Nigel's up next and his word is situationship. And he takes this very seriously as Nigel does with most things on the show. And he he's, it looks like he's shaking almost. But he starts using his finger to write it out on the board in front of him. Which I think is smart though because it gives you like almost like that mental picture. And he gets it right. So that strategy did work um hazel's up next and hazel gets uh definitely and he gets it right i always misspell that like all the time if it wasn't for uh the autocorrect on my phone um sal is up next and he gets uh tantalizing is his word and if you thought that he was going to spell it right you're wrong <laughs> i just think that it's funny that like they're having these grown adult men do the spelling bee. And then Sal says the funniest thing. He's like, if it was on my typewriter, and then they were he's like, wait, I mean like keyboard, like <laughs> he always lets his age show all the time. I had a um I had a typewriter. I'm only 38. I had a typewriter. Uh Kies is up next and he gets uh, effervescence. And I you could tell by the look on his face once Stormy said the word that he was like, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> I ain't gonna get this one. But yeah. Wait, did I just out myself? I know I saw my I didn't lie about my age in the show. Yeah, I'm 38 now. I just turned 37 when I filmed. Some of us don't lie about our age. <clears throat> Next up, and this one's funny, it's Dr. Ed, and he gets the word Connecticut. And funny story is I know how to spell Connecticut because I spelled Connecticut wrong in second or third grade no, second grade, I had to stand up and we had a spell, and I spelled it wrong. And then I always remember my aunt said to me, Remember it as connect to cut. And that's how I also remember. So when I see the word Connecticut, I just, whatever. Uh, Nick is up next. Nick gets fuchsia. Immediately gets that wrong. I would have got that wrong too. I didn't realize it was spelled like that. Uh, Anthony goes and his word is labyrinth. He gets that wrong. Straight. He gets it wrong and then continues to keep spelling it wrong too. Like you can leave it alone. Uh, Derek is up next and he gets puppeteer, which that was a tricky word. He got it right. I didn't realize there were two E's at the end of Puppeteer. I almost said N's. I definitely would have got that one wrong. (laughs) So now it comes down to Nigel being the only daddy left. And he gets alchemy for his word. And he's spelling it out with his finger. Slowly and dramatically as one does in a spelling bee for adult men. And he's really taking his time and milking it. And, oh, I just realized that he's wearing yellow. Like how a bumblebee would be yellow. Good for you, girl. Good for the commitment to being a B in the spelling bee. Uh, by the way, Stormy looks hot as hell in her little teacher slash schoolgirl outfit that she's got going on. But so Nigel is still... Um, this is in real time, by the way, that Nigel started spelling alchemy. He's only four letters in. You would think he was buying a house. We're still spelling alchemy. Still spelling it. Nope, nope. You didn't drop the feed. He is still trying to figure out the fifth letter in alchemy and uh, he got it wrong <laughs> and then runs away but buzzes away like a bumblebee so it's official team daddy is out of the running to win this spelling bee and I was shocked I because I, you, you would think himbos are you know, that have a reputation of being dummies but not these himbos especially the twins and then hazel but Hazel was like raised in some weird religious-y cults type thing, right? So I bet you they make them study words often. Uh, the next word up is minuscule, um, and then Stormy makes a joke about the former orange guy's tiny dong, which even the jokes about it are gross now. It's like I don't even want to picture. Of, oh, it's probably orange. Yikes! So Daniel gets minuscule. Uh, he he spells it wrong. Right from the beginning, so now it's left on Derek to carry the win for the Twins, or for Hazel, the new guy, to take it. And I think it would be a gag if Hazel came in and then won right away, and put a big target on his back and went home, same episode. Hazel gets fraudulent, and he ends up spelling it wrong, he messes up at the end, which means that Derek has to spell the next word right to win, and his word is surveillance. And he starts doing the the spell-it-with-your-finger-on-the-board trick, too. So, I think that they, that they saw it works for Nigel, but he spells it right, and he wins the spelling bee. So, Derek is officially the smart, and they gave him a trophy, and he's officially the smartest speller in the house. I wanted a trophy. I didn't get a trophy, a t-shirt, nothing. They didn't give me nothing. They just said, you lost, get out. So, now Derek gets to pick a daddy to go on a date with, and... um. Obviously, he's going to pick Anthony. It'd be wild if he didn't, if he would just randomly pick someone else just to stir shit up. But he picks Anthony, so they get to go on a cute little one-on-one date. So for the one-on-one date, Derek and Anthony get to like do karate in the backyard, <laughs> which sounds great if like a seven-year-old me was like, I'm going to do karate in the yard. So they get to go out and learn like karate or jujitsu or something in the backyard. And this instructor that's there there's a lot of uh a lot of tough poking a lot of (laughs) poking and knuckling on these people and i just gagged when i saw this this scene right here let's take a a quick look (laughs) it's like is he gonna hit them is he gonna keep hitting them this entire time
2: (laughs) Then things should start changing Uh uh-uh i was about to go after him he was punching my daddy hard. i was like hold up sir I know this is your specialty, but that's still my man at the end of the day. Don't be punching him like that. <laughs>
0: he said, don't be punching him like that. So yeah, the guy's like showing him how to punch and if you put your knuckle out, it hurts more or something like that. Just be an adult and get a pair of brass knuckles. Listen, when I'm walking home from work, I, bra- I got keys between my, my knuckles like this, like the old school trick, cause you never know. Never know who's going to try to come and steal you. Imagine if someone kidnapped me. Alright, let's sound off in the comments below. (laughs) How long do you think it would be before the kidnapper would end up giving me back because I was too annoying? Actually, don't answer that. It's it's not going to be good for my (laughs) self-esteem. Derek and Anthony uh, finish getting beat up and beating each other up as as their reward for winning the spelling bee. And... They go and sit and have a little uh, chat afterwards to talk about how they feel their relationship is going. And here's what they had to say.
3: I really do enjoy being with you. Um, And one thing that I'm always afraid of is getting close to people and then them leaving my life. Yeah. I want to make sure that is- Legit and it's real. Yeah, please don't, just do me a favor. Don't,
2: don't play with this, you know? I'm not, I'm definitely here for love. The connection we build so far in a short amount of time, it's scary, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I love the journey that we're on, it's organic. Let's keep it going. A wise woman once said, "Let it flow. <laughs> I don't think I'm falling in love with him a little bit I think I'm falling in like a lot not a little bit but oh, a you lot did say love a second I ago. did say love, but that slipped up so we can scratch that You,
1: slipped up. you slipped up a couple times today
2: though, <laughs> I had a few drinks
0: <laughs> <laughs> We definitely He goes I've had a few drinks. But I feel like they're really feeling each other. And also, side note, Derek's body is fucking sickening. Like, the way he was just sitting right there, I was like, come on, abs. Come on, chest. Come on, arm muscle. He's daddy now. Oh, my God. What if the twins came back, but they were on Team Daddy next season? (laughs) That would be hilarious. (laughs) Anyways, so, yeah, they're both... Anthony and Derek are obviously feeling each other. Um, uh, Anthony just wants to make sure, like don't, basically when you're saying like, don't play with it, he's like, don't, like, don't string me along. Don't break my heart. Take this as seriously as I'm taking it. And I feel like they are genuinely connecting. And I've said this before. It's like every, I think we'll see a little bit more towards the end of this episode, a little spoiler, but like, there's someone to look out for like, Both of the twins are really solid with their guys. And they're actually someone to look out for And they're always going to have each other's back. So just by Dr. Ed and Anthony each being with one of the brothers now the four of them are basically in an alliance together so it would be smart to take it if, uh, take a shot at a couple or at least any one of them if they could because that takes out the fact that they are a major alliance in the house and if they wanted to do something about it they could because if it comes down to voting they they would keep an upper hand uh and also depending on what each of those people's friendships are like so like if Derek and Hazel are close, for example, or something, then he can sway that vote. But then that also helps Ed and Anthony, like, you know, so it's good to have a core alliance like that, but it's also good to go against an alliance like that in a game like this. But the thing with For the Love of Dilfs is you never know how eliminations are going to go. They change how they do eliminations every time. Sometimes it's a vote. Sometimes it's uh, one team votes another team. So Like, you you never know how it's going to happen, so you can't really prepare uh, especially on season one, like we had no, I, like no idea. We didn't know if we were all coming in at the same time until like close to going on. We didn't know how, if it was going to be eliminations or people just kept piling on. So we really had no idea. They have a little bit of an idea and I'm still curious to know. I know I'm jumping ahead because we're not even halfway through this season yet, but I'm curious to know if it's going to be them voting for each other to win again at the end. Um, because it doesn't matter if, if you are the if you're genuinely connecting or if you feel like you're the strongest couple it doesn't matter if you rub people the wrong way they're just not going to vote for you if people feel snubbed because you voted them out they're not going to vote for you even if they know that you deserve it if if you're if you vote somebody off but their friend is in the final they're not going to vote for you even if you're the best one there they're going to vote for your, their friend that's just how it works on reality television so I'm curious to see if that's how it's going to shake out at the finale here. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. It is not finale time yet. There are 10 episodes this season, by the way. There was 8 on season 1. There's 10 on season 2. So we're not even halfway into the juicy, juicy drama yet. Can't wait. Here's where things start to get a little bit more interesting with uh, Nick and Kane. They're on the stairs talking. And I love, what. by the way, side note. Uh, when they do like these shots on that grand staircase thing in the middle it looks so cool i got to do a scene there it's just cool it's like look at look at these expensive stairs i'm on it reminds me of that gif of peter griffin when he's like in drag and he's coming down the stairs all quick <laughs> but so they're having this um this one on one talk on the grand stairs and nicks <laughs> nicks trying to just Chat with him and be like, Oh, we finally got the second date, blah blah blah. And Kane kind of just like cuts to the chase and asks him, um, basically, like, where do we stand emotionally? Because I think that he's also starting to feel like there's no actual, like, maybe like romantic uh, chemistry going on. So here's what they ended up saying to each other on the stairs. <laughs>
3: We kind of know where our head's
1: at. That's all game. Right? Where, yeah. where are we emotionally, though? Like, what's going on?
3: At this point, like, I think that I've finally gotten to a level where I can express things to you, where I feel like I can trust you. And, mm. like, I, if you notice that, like, I come up to Yeah, the, yeah I mean,
1: you're, I you're more affectionate now. Like, you're, yeah. you know, you're more affectionate. Yeah. And it's getting it's cute, just, like, and very right?
3: hard for me to, like, usually, like, do a bunch of PDA and stuff like yeah, that, I mean, that because I've always been, like, looked at as, like, very sexualized.
0: Kane's saying that like, yeah, he's more affectionate now or whatever, but it just seems, it seems like there's a disconnect there. And then Nick says this. We don't think you're easy because you're an influencer. We think you're a little vapid
3: and self-absorbed maybe, but not easy. Just like at this, when I came on this show, yep. I did it for like more than just the yeah, show. Well, yeah. Game reason. See, this
1: is the whole thing this is what i've been told since i got here is that you're here for one reason and that is to increase your influence yeah. <laughs> i love that i love that yeah. because if i wanted
3: to do something else where it could increase my influence i'd just mm. jump right into porn yeah you
0: know? now sis <laughs> uh, a quick a quick like just social media search he has an OnlyFans page so i mean maybe Maybe what he thinks porn is, is like porn like how I do, like studio and like porn porn. But like you still do, you still sell sex. So I feel like once once someone says something about you in a, in a setting like this too, once someone's like, oh, he's here just for uh, to grow his influencing and his following, even if he's not, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stick because you're in this house and that's all you have is these people. And once one person says something, it sticks. But... Him being like, oh, if I wanted to do it, I could just do porn. That would get my influence. It's like, but well, you kind of do, right? So it just seems dishonest and, and off. It just seems off, I guess, is the only way to describe it. And Aaron even said at the end of the last episode, he's here for the West Hollywood gay thing. But I mean, sure, if you have an opportunity to grow yourself more to do it. But I don't know, maybe own it. But it, I guess that would just bite you in the ass then, too, right? Jeez, uh, I do that. I'm saying I would do the same exact thing. If I had an opportunity to go on a show and I wasn't necessarily looking for love, I probably would have done it too. Um, It just sucks that some people are there because they want to find love and be with somebody. And then you might have some people that are there just because they got the opportunity to do a TV show. Next, we see uh, Nigel and Rico are having a little chat in the Himbo room. And um, Nigel says this. I
1: don't know if I've ever felt it like that. I don't know if I've ever felt that before. I'm really afraid to lose it. And I know it's so early. I know that. I know. I just don't want to let this go. Everyone's constantly like, this is a game. But like, I came to a game. I came to a show, to film. I came to be a part of something. But like, I felt someone while I'm here. I haven't felt a connection in.
0: So, this is a little tricky for me here. He says, I came to film and I can be a part of something, which it also seems as if he was saying, like, I just came here to be on TV, <laughs> which is kind of like the same thing that people kind of go after Nick for, too. It's um, He seems genuinely surprised, like, oh, shit, I came here just because I wanted to be on TV. I didn't think that this was going to be like a real thing. And, and now he's saying that he's falling for him and he's getting all emotional about it, but it almost seemed like he was like, I came here to film. I came here to be a part of something. Like it was more like just to be a part of the show instead of actually finding love. So, I mean, good thing that was in the talking head and other people didn't hear it because if I heard people saying that Nick was fake and then heard someone say that comment, even though he was saying it in like a vulnerable moment, I still would have been like, Oh, so wait, you were just here for the fame aspect of it too. I know it's a sweet moment and that's what I took out of it because I'm a cynical bastard, but that's just uh, how it came across. But basically, he's like, I'd never... It's been forever since i felt like this for anybody. And what pe- other people don't understand is being in a show like this, even though you're only there for a short amount of time, it feels like forever. And every relationship that you make is like... It's sped up times 10. So you might be like, oh, how you've only known this person for a week. But like in reality show time, you've known that person for like six months already. <laughs> like... Because it just speeds up how how much you bond and how and how much time you spend together and everything like that. Uh, next up, Keese wanted to talk to Jimmy about something he had mentioned it earlier when they were playing pool. I, I don't, I just kind of skimmed over that part because he didn't go into more depth. But he's been saying he wanted to get something off his chest uh, with Jimmy. And also, side note: if you don't know this, Keese was on another show called Bad Boys Club or something of that to that effect. I don't know if that was the exact name, but. Uh, I found that out after he was on this show and I went to follow him. I was like, oh, he did like some other show. So when he was saying that he wanted to tell him something, I thought that he was going to tell him like about having been on that show and like a reputation that comes with it, but he said something, um, a lot more serious and it made me really feel for him. It was an abusive relationship. It was violent. Once I decided to actually stand up for
3: myself and defend myself, I was incarcerated. Mm. I ended up in jail. Mm. So I was a little, um, hesitant and nervous to, to tell you this. And I wanted to wait until we were a little, you know, further down the line. Cause you never know what can happen mm-hmm. when I actually care about somebody else, it eats me up.
0: Key sense of telling Jimmy that he was in a like really shitty past relationship that was abusive. And when he finally ended up sticking up for himself, he got arrested and he went to jail. And it's so fucked up because uh, you're in these relationships with people and they push and push and they treat you like shit. And then when you do something back, it's like you can come out on the other end looking like the bad person or like the person who did something wrong instead of the person who stuck up for themselves or felt like they had to fight for their life or just had had it enough. I mean... I'm not saying anyone deserves to to get like hit or anything like that but you can only take so much and be in such a relationship for so long like it's just shitty and anyone listening to this if anybody puts their hands on you leave don't make an excuse don't all use drunk or you didn't remember or it won't happen again or but don't do it it never turns around they are never gonna be in a relationship, and somebody puts their hands on you, and then they never do it again. Even if they never physically do it again, they're going to emotionally beat the shit out of you, too. So, do not stay in relationships like that. We might not know each other. You call me. I'll come over. I'll fix it. <laughs> I'll fix it. I'm not above putting my hand. No, I shouldn't say that. I'll slap someone for you, though. We're all family here. So, he was just worried to tell um, Jimmy that because he thought he might think of him in a different way. And Jimmy was like, no, no. I don't think of you in a different way. He, he, Jimmy says, I've never been to jail, but that doesn't, I don't know why he threw that in, but he said, I've never been to jail. So maybe he couldn't relate to it, but he's like, I don't view you any different. And I just felt so bad because you could tell like he was just like, shit, I i like this guy and I want to tell him this. And what if he's like, oh, that's a deal breaker. Cause that very well could have happened too. But Jimmy's cool with it. And, and he's like, I'm happy that you told me and that you felt safe enough to tell me. And I was really cute. And they got to shoot out on that little balcony or whatever. I didn't know we had one of those. I want to do a balcony scene. Stormy gathers everybody in the living room, and they're all in leather and lace and bondage and everything. And I think she looks so good here. And let's see the special guest that she's about to bring out for everybody.
1: I've invited a very dear and intimate friend of me and Dr. Delph's. Please welcome... Master Sable.
2: I think we're about to get kinky tonight. Mm-hmm. Hey Stormy, how do you doing, baby?
1: Tell them what you're going to be teaching them.
2: So I am going to teach you guys how to do some rope bondage.
0: So we find out Master Sable is going to be teaching them about rope bondage and they're all going to get tied up and get kinky and stuff. I thought that was a really cool thing to like throw in. I thought, honestly, when they first went in, I was like, is this another competition or maybe there's going to be something for like immunity or something? which I'm dying for there to be something where there's some sort of like immunity or like something hidden around the house. Like remember in Big Brother? Oh my God, another tangent. So in Big Brother, uh, Big Brother Canada, to be specific, which is if you haven't watched Big Brother Canada, find a way to watch it. There's, There's like, oh my God, there's like eight or nine seasons now or something. It's so good. But they had marsha the moose and sometimes marsha the moose would come to life and talk to you if no one was around and they couldn't see and she'd give you like special missions or immunity or powers there should be like a marsha the moose type thing that's like again it's not every season so sometimes people would just hang around marsha on seasons and she would never say anything because i think they thought it was going to be a power so anyhow i think there should be like hidden immunities and hidden powers But I thought this was going to be another competition or something. But um, no, they just get to hang out and learn about bondage and get tied up and be all kinky together. And I think that's really cool. So uh, we find out as they're just basically they just go couple to couple uh, and have them have their little moment and talk. We find out that there's also going to be a group vote tonight and it is a double elimination. Double elimination. Double means two in french in case you didn't know so it's gonna be a double elimination and it's gonna be one daddy and one himbo leaving and it is by vote and each person gets to cast two votes a so vote for a daddy and a vote for a himbo they don't have to vote as couples they vote individually so you can really strategize here and they don't show who you vote for until after when you're watching back you can see so i mean even if you wanted to play with some real strategy you could tell your your daddy or your himbo let's let's vote this way and you could vote fully another way. Would you gag if one of the twins voted the other twin out? <laughs> you know who would do something like that? If I ever got on TV with Severity Stone, if you don't know Severity Stone, shout out to Severity. She is a drag queen from Boston or Providence now. Very talented. Uh, go give her a follow. Severity Stone. If we ever got on a show together, that bitch would vote me out instantly and should do it because it'd be like a funny bit. Ha ha! Remember when I voted you out? I guarantee it. So they get to vote for one daddy and one himbo, and they'll both be leaving tonight. And I know that double elimination feeling. I, like, your heart, like, sinks. So now that they've been told the bad news, they're going to do sexy bondage together. <laughs> we get back to the uh, control or controlling situation thing with Dr. Ed. And this is so, it's like, I don't know if it's self-aware or not because it's so funny that he's bringing up this thing about I don't want to be called controlling while he has somebody tied up and in bondage next to him and it's just so funny he's like look I'm trying not to be too controlling uh as he tightens the ropes on him but he says um this on their date
1: I'm really trying to, like, you know, dead this whole thing about the whole control conversation. Oh, in this moment, you can control me all you want? (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, I don't want you to feel like I'm going to control you. I think that just in many aspects of my life, like, I have not gotten to where I am by not being in control of my life.
0: So, he's basically saying what I was kind of thinking that he meant earlier. He hasn't gotten as far as he's gotten without being In control, but I think another word for that instead of like control or leading could be just like assertive. But people could take that word as shitty too. But I think what he's trying to get across is he hasn't gotten to where he is without hard work. And sometimes somebody who works hard and is sure of themselves can be looked at a certain way. And he doesn't want anyone to think that he's this like controlling person or making people do stuff. But it's just really funny... In this moment, while tied up. He's like, I'm not trying to control you. <laughs> I just think it's just like, it's so reality TV. It is so reality TV. <laughs> we head over to Kane and Nick's date, and... <laughs> I think that it's funny that everyone else is in, like, black bondage stuff, and mm-hmm. Nick is in, like, a wrestling singlet, which, first of all, he looks so fucking hot. <laughs> he looks... So hot, and he's about to do something in a second. And that you, that you, uh, video watchers will see the audio listeners you have to go over to YouTube at Up All Night if not for any other reason but to look at Nick. Uh, let's take a listen in on their date.
1: <laughs> I feel secure, I am not kinky, I'll be straight up with you like that. I'm, I'm... no, what is this? <laughs> yeah, this is an act. Uh, um, when...
0: so he's saying that he's. Kane's saying that he's not kinky at all and I think it's funny when he's like oh what's this to a like it's an act it's just like basically like it's a prop they gave me like this isn't me at all and I think it's really it's good that it's, he, he just like open about here's who I am it's not my thing and it's a really it's a cute little date but then they share this like awkward kind of kiss for a second but then Nick does like the hottest thing in the whole episode And you're about to see it,
1: (laughs) you know, when it comes to sex and relationships, so tying you up is probably a little bit too far for this moment, but
3: I've got to ask you a serious question though. Like,
1: do you prefer me like
3: this
0: (laughs) or do you prefer me like this? definitely like that. Yeah, definitely like that. Definitely like the second one. I was like, oh shit. I rewound it and watched it again. He looks good. Maybe I'm into like wrestling singlets now. I'm also drinking this Christmas IPA that I was given during the holidays whilst not drinking. So I'm enjoying it now. End of February. But they had a cute little date. It was really fun to look at Nick. But I don't, I don't know. Something just feels, it feels like there's just not an actual like real connection there. But let's be honest. If you're on a reality show about dating, not everyone's gonna... You're gonna get a couple people that connect and then people that just don't, but they don't necessarily aren't into each other, They're just maybe not as into each other as somebody else. And I'd rather that than something forced, like, oh my god, we're getting married at the end of this. I wonder if anybody will ever get married from this show. I want to officiate the wedding. I'm calling it now, I'm officiating it. Jimmy and Keys are having fun on their date, and then apparently Jimmy brought something from home that he thought maybe... This might work on one of the dates that I go on. Uh-huh. Okay, I like this. Yeah,
3: but you know, I, I feel like something is missing. Whatever outfit I had was just not going to compete with anyone else. So I'm like, all
0: right, I'll bring this. No, it's cool. Oh, what? You're fine. Yeah, I'm ready now. <laughs> ah! So he, he just brings out a paddle. And the funny part about these dates too is it's like, you're around it, the whole other cast and crew, and it's like everyone's f- listening. They might be looking, but they're all listening in on what you're saying. And imagine you just like, getting like whacked through the paddle in front of the whole cast and crew. Love it. Now, that's something about porn people don't understand too. When you're shooting like actual like, studio work, there's like a bunch of people in the room with you. It's not as intimate as you might think. <laughs> imagine you thought every you thought we were all in love. You thought every time that anyone shot any sort of video, they were making love. Uh, another side note, never, ever fall in love with somebody that you're doing a scene with porn wise. Well, I don't know. Maybe it has worked out. I wonder if there are any like porn couples that met on set that actually stayed together. I'm 0 for 3 on that, by the way. (laughs) So anyways, Keese gets paddled by Jimmy. We find out that the twins are both, in fact, freaks because we saw the first date and that he was all into being tied up. And then we see this happen with, um, Anthony.
2: I just wanted to make sure it was okay. He said, yeah, I'm course cool. good. Cause I'm about to be a freak. Okay. <laughs> this is something about you that
0: if you don't mind, no, not at all. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, is my favorite. They say, oh, wow, and you like him, don't you, all the time. I'm going to Florida in a couple weeks, and I'm hanging out with these two bitches, and we are going to have a blast. So they get all freaky together. We find out that Anthony is into is a voyeur. He's into voyeurism, and I think that's hot. Um, I once had a hookup. I keep going on these tangents, So this is what this is for, right? I once had a hookup <laughs> with this guy. And he is right when I first like moved to Chicago, and I guess it wasn't really a hookup. This guy wanted me to walk down. He gave me his address where he was, and he was going to be pleasuring himself in the window so I could see. And so I like walked down to go look, and there was a dude changing, super fucking hot, blah, blah, blah. And then the guy saw me, like closed the curtain, and I was like, oh, maybe that's part of it, whatever. The guy messages me, he's like, you never came by. I had gone to the wrong... I walked down the wrong little, like, side alleyway. And I just happened to <laughs> watch some guy changing. And I never actually saw the other guy. Because I didn't know what the face looked like. It was just body pictures on Sniffies, you know. Uh, imagine I got in trouble for that. That's hilarious. I've never told anyone that story, by the way. Maybe... That might not make it. That might, that might not make the cut. <laughs> but, uh, so... The twins are freaks. Anthony's into voyeurism. Jimmy's got a paddle. I mean, everything seems to be going great in the living room today. Next, we go over to um, Sal and Hazel's date. And Sal starts to talk about how he was um, in the leather community. And he loves the the leather community. And I want to say, living here in Chicago and bartending at a... cruisy bar i guess we'll call it um the leather community is the nicest community of people the leather and the pub community i mean i've worked at like circuit bars and clubs and everything and they can be real bitchy or like not even like look look you in the eye when they're ordering drinks the leather community they're sweet they they bring you gifts they remember your birthday they they really are sweethearts and here's what sal had to say about that
1: seem to know what you're doing yeah i've had some experience you know I, i'm 60 so i've been around the block a few times and <laughs> i was part of the leather community for a yeah. while in my i guess i was in my 30s so yeah mm-hmm. it's a big turn on for me actually it's cool i like your harness That's Hot. Oh. And-
0: so he um talks about how he's just in the leather community because hazel's like oh you know how to like do these uh, no, uh knots and stuff but you can tell that there's no click there like at all and Uh, he actually says it. Sal goes on to say, it ain't happening here. There's nothing going on. And I think at that point, after this little date here, he realizes like, shit. Because he even said, on the last one, he goes, I'm going to give up a sure thing for the unknown. And it might bite me in the ass. And I think it is about to. And it makes me wonder if he second guesses, having not just picked Aaron. Um, But I, I mean, I get it. He, he kind of felt shafted by him. Like he felt like maybe he wasn't into him because of what everyone else was saying in the house. I think that if, if this was like regular life and they went on a date, no strings attached, we went on a date and then Aaron happened to go on another date and then went on a date with Sal again after I don't think it would be as weird. Cause like I'm currently dating somebody if he went on a date with somebody else and then we went on another, it's not weird cause we're not like together. We're not officially together. So I wonder if, if they didn't have the outside influence of, Just like people, not saying like production, like people in the cast just being like, he didn't pick you, he didn't pick you. He, you know, he betrayed your trust. I feel like maybe things would have went differently. And I feel like now he's going to see that maybe he made the wrong choice in eliminating Aaron for Hazel because doesn't really seem to be a connection for the two of them there. Nigel and Rico are having their little cuddly date moment. And uh, Nigel's talking about Maybe some of his kinks, or a little bit about what he's into sexually, and he says,
3: "World in a Dom Sub community, and I've never spent time on this side. So it meant a lot that we could like take things there on a fun sexual level. Right now, some of my favorites are kind of getting into pup play.
1: We can do all those things, but yeah. I'm more so like open to doing those things with my partner. Yeah, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to exploring."
0: So Rico doesn't say much about what he's into. He's like, "Yeah, we can get into that just as long as I'm doing it with you type of thing." Um, but I love how every time Nigel says something, he's like, "This means so much to me. This means a lot to me. I'll remember this." Story. It's always like emphatically the best thing that's happened. His very positive attitude. And uh Rico's basically like, "Yeah, cool. I'm down for whatever as long as I'm doing it with my partner." And uh I kind of like that too. It's like, "Yeah, I'm down I'm down to clown as long as we're do- as long as we're clowning together. Let's start a circus." God, clowns are scary, huh? Again, follow Severity Stone, since we're on the clowns topic. And that's the end of that little leather bondage-y rope date that they were doing. And we're about to get to the hard part, the elimination and the voting. And... It's just so fun to be on a reality show and cast a vote for somebody. It's so fun. It was my favorite. When the first night we did that, when they're like, oh, we're like doing it like Alice Survivor. We're all going to write it on Parchment. I was like, shut the fuck up. Yes. I'm so, I was so excited for that. So, um, although it is nerve wracking and, and scary and stuff, it's just so, it's so cool to just vote for somebody on a reality show. It's now time to vote. Also, they've transformed this living room four times in one day. I know that our department was working real hard for this one. They've literally shot so many scenes in this living room. Like, where's the couch? Where'd they put the couch? <laughs> it must have been raining that day. I bet you it was raining. Oh, God. It rained for us, our picnic scene. The one which was my favorite scene ever with Phoenix. The one that I ended up going viral with my little clip. Love that scene forever. We had to shoot it inside because it rained. So I bet you that's what happened because they shot. They, they did a, a bunch of turnarounds for this. Anyhow, so we're all here getting ready for the elimination. And there is going to be a spoiler. I'm going to talk about who gets eliminated. So if you haven't watched the episode yet, please go and watch it. You can go to OTV to watch it. You can watch it through Prime, Roku. Um, go watch because I'm about to spoil it. So before the voting happens the funniest thing is about to go down and I think it's wild because it's like (laughs) why (laughs) why do this Why? but they bring in two new competitors, they bring in a new daddy and a new himbo and they make them watch the elimination vote and make the people getting eliminated see who their replacements are (laughs) wild so the gag's about to happen also look at Stormy in this dress she better do it the gag is about to happen and i think it is really funny that they're like bringing these two new boys in to watch this all happen so we get to meet the new himbo and the new daddy and here they are
1: things happen fast here and beds never stay empty for long at dilf mansion there's a himbo and a daddy leaving tonight so of course we have fresh meat coming in oh too old what do you The gorgeous new men who are taking their place are going to watch the elimination. That's brutal. I must
0: have been wasted when I thought of that one.
1: This is Barry and Marcus, our new himbo and daddy. And pay attention, guys, because tomorrow night, this could be you.
0: So we meet Barry and Marcus. Jesus Christ. Everyone gets hotter and hotter as they come in. I'm starting to feel like, they, <laughs> like they're like they going to a different planet to find these boys. Their abs... The amount of abs in this house right now. Too many abs. That should be the name of the show. Too many abs. So Barry and Marcus are there. And they're going to watch the daddy and himbo get the boot. And they're going to take their place. And (laughs) it's just kind of funny. It's like, oh, you're out of here? Just like moving their stuff out of their bedroom. Like getting in there. But uh, yeah, so there's a bunch of votes going around. Uh, There are votes for Sal, Dr. Ed, Nick, Derek... And for a minute, they're all kind of tied. And voting for Derek and Dr. Ed is its smart moves because voting for Derek, Daniel, Dr. Ed, or Anthony to get any one of them out breaks uh, breaks apart that power alliance that people aren't necessarily seeing because I think other people think that they're the... I think like Nigel and Rico and Jimmy and Keese honestly think like they're the only ones that have a chance and everyone else is kind of just like there. But like... There's a huge alliance here that's right in front of everybody that no one's seeing. So Dr. Ed and Derek do get some votes, but sadly we find out the first one eliminated is Sal. Uh, He's the first daddy that's going to be eliminated, and I think he kind of saw that coming. Uh, But he was, you know, like he said before, whatever happens, happens. He's happy that he's there. He said the hardest part was filming the 60-second video on his phone and getting it onto the computer, but he did it. So he's just happy he did that. Uh, then the votes go on, and Nick gets another vote, and another vote, and another vote, and it turns out that it's Nick um, getting eliminated. So Nick and Sal are the two eliminated. Nick feels really betrayed because he feels like all those people were his friends, which they, I'm sure they are all still friends, but I think that they all did agree that he just didn't... They were saying he didn't take the time to get to know him, which means... When they were sitting around the house doing whatever, chilling, hanging in between scenes, eating and stuff, they probably didn't see him hanging with Kane much, is probably what they meant by that. Um, Kane's really upset because I think Kane really liked him and thought he was misunderstood and you know, had, a, had a fun time when they did hang out and talk. Um, Sal, like I said, Sal's like, cool, this was fun. <laughs> Thanks for the mansion and the trip. This is a blast. And he's such a sweet guy. And it's, it's, it's really funny that... Every time that he says something, he, like, dates himself. Like, the typewriter comments sent me earlier. Um, but I don't know if you've heard this, but Nick lives in L.A. He's mentioned it once or twice. And he sure lets you know it again on the way out. And he, they, they were just basically saying they didn't feel like he was trying. And it sucks. But who knows how the season's going to go. Maybe they bring someone back. We, we thought our whole season, every episode, we're like, they're bringing back Phoenix. They're going to bring back Phoenix. So maybe they bring somebody back on this episode uh, that was eliminated prior. Or maybe there's like a battle back or something. That would be so cool. I want them to throw every reality show trope into this one. Hidden immunity idols. Battle backs. I want it all. But sadly, we say bye to Nick and to Sal. And we say hello to Barry and to Marcus. And hello indeed. I was like a wooga with the big hard eyes when they walked out. And uh, yeah, the next episode is going to be crazy. They got a new daddy and a himbo coming in. Who knows how that's going to shake up the dating. I feel like the people that are there, a lot of them feel so like we have to stick to who we're with and stick to this. But it just takes like having an actual spark with somebody to realize what you think that you have with somebody isn't real. Like these people might be staying together because they're like, oh yeah, we're supposed to because we're from the beginning. But if you meet somebody and you actually have like a genuine connection that's stronger or more real, who knows? Maybe things could get all shooken up. My I also really enjoyed here. Nick's goodbye. Honestly,
3: it's been so new. I've been so sassy. I've yelled and said things that I don't think I would ever have said anywhere else. There are a bunch of rumors that I was fake and that
0: I. I say bravo to Nick and to Sal and for Nick with giving us that one last gift as he left Tilf Mansion. I want to say thank you to you guys so, so much for listening. I'm working on making this better and better every time uh hopefully the sound is much better this time and i've got the new laptop and camera coming so next episode will be even better than this one so please uh like share subscribe you can listen to this on spotify um wherever you get podcasts really i know there was a problem with the apple podcast but it should be working now they should all be up there and please uh watch the video version on youtube if you have any other suggestions uh, please let me know any other uh, shows that you think maybe we should recap in the future that aren't DILFs. And if you have any ideas for some guests to have on, I'm also looking for anybody who works in queer nightlife, queers just generally. Uh, I want go-go dancers, drag queens, bartenders, sex workers, all of it. I want to interview whoever I can. Um, and I want to say thanks so much to all the cast and crew. The love of DILFs this is a great season so far, and I'm excited to watch more. And I cannot wait to see what happens on the next episode of For the Love of Dilfs. So make sure you tune in and watch the recap with me. And like I said, if you haven't watched the episode yet, go watch them. What are you doing? Don't just watch it on here. Out TV, Roku, Amazon. It's worth it. And you get tons of other shows when you get your OTV subscription as well. So just do it. Good night. Goodbye.